Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey. This is Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team, and I am here, and I'm excited to interview one of our online clients, Dan, from California. And I um, I had the opportunity to do an e-session with you, as well as you have been doing our Core Foundations for Men course. And we just had such a great conversation in our e-session that I was like, I feel like you have a story that other men and women could could benefit from. And I know that when I, I ask people to do this, everybody's like, what's my story? But you'd be surprised at how much it, helpfulness comes from hearing somebody else's story. So hi, Dan, welcome. And tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, Kelly. And thank you for allowing me to do this and sharing it with you. So I'm almost 72. And my background was I was a uh, Police officer for many years. Previous to that, I was in the military, and I've been retired for over 15 years now, and always very, very active. And let me tell you how I came to find you. I was aware that something was going wrong in my midsection, especially after, say, I would do cycling. I'm a road cyclist. I always felt bloated. I thought it was a hiatal hernia. And I went different routes trying to solve that for a long, long time. And I probably did have a hiatal hernia. But it was only recently I saw a friend of mine who happens to be a PT. I hadn't seen him for a long time. We were talking, and I was telling him what I was going through. And he said, well, let me see something. And right away, he says, well, no, you may have that, but you definitely have a diastasis. And that led me to try and find out what I can do about that. He initially told me about some traditional exercises where you're lying on the ground, trying to move your belly button to the floor and uh, try and strengthen the transverse, which I didn't really understand much about. I know a lot about the rectus, you know. (laughs) Uh, And so I went online trying to do my research. The most information out there is about the Doppler method. Mm -hmm. And I was about to purchase some of the videos and instruction regarding that. But I was a little concerned just because of the personality I have. I like to go all in on things. And I, I felt it might be a little overwhelming for me. And I thought also, geez, doing it online might be difficult as well. So I found somebody who was certified in that method, not too far from me. But because of COVID and everything else, she wasn't seeing patients. But luckily, she referred me to you. Hmm. So what this tells me is I'm I'm lucky and uh, you need to do more marketing. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, if you if you Google diastasis recti and men, you uh, will come with the very first thing. So a point well taken because most guys 
if they're trying to find out about this, they're going to see, well, why do I even have this? Because this is for women only. Yeah, it's it's very, there's so much information on pregnancy, postpartum, those kinds of things, because it is very common with women, prenatal and postpartum women. But our second biggest demographic is 50 year old to 80 year old men. Um, and that's why we, that's why we filmed the core foundations for men course so that we could address that. And even at the time we thought it was, we didn't even realize how many men had it because men weren't coming to us because we had such a female focused platform. Um, and so when we did create that course specifically for men, it, it really has exploded and it makes us aware that you know, even though men often will cipher through, sift through the female stuff if they have to, it's it's not fun to do that. And um, and this and and also I've learned that men rehab differently than women. You know, your body makeup is different. The things that challenge your body are different than the challenges that I see in my female clients. Um, and you know, you build muscle faster, your body transitions faster. And also you don't have tolerance. Like you want, even how I educate the men is different than how I educate the women because, uh, you're very more fact, um, oriented and, um, really get to the point, um, and not talk too much about the fluff. Whereas the women want to know all the related components of it, um, but I do, I do still give you a lot of related components in the core foundations for men course. I can't help myself, but to, to educate you and over-educate you. And I want that, but at the same time, I know how I learn is also different. Your method, and I help people understand that I'm not getting paid for this or anything, but you deserve a lot of credit and how you set this up. It's easy for guys to get intimidated, even on an online course, and just kind of give up and think it's not for me. But you anticipate what will be going on for men, what's coming up next, and what really brought this home about halfway through the course, I had started thinking even the week beforehand that, I need to do something in person and you offer e-sessions. And then lo and behold, at the end of this one course, you say, well, you may be thinking now that maybe you need a little something else. And you weren't pushing the e-session, but you're saying you're offering it up. And I took advantage of that. And that helps so much. I mean, getting to know you, getting to know a, a real person uh, really made a difference for me. And you can fine-tune things right? so much. And then also having done it with you, when you're explaining something in future um, episodes of the course, I tended to understand it even better. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I do, um, like, I always tell everybody that I interview that I don't want this podcast to feel like an infomercial for the tummy team courses like I that's not what it's about of course we offer these resources and we want people to take advantage of them but really it's about um, the connection to another human being's journey and what they experienced and um, the healing that they experienced because I feel like that 
transcends, you know, our course. And maybe there's another course out there for somebody. I try not to be too pushy in my marketing, but I do want people to understand um, what's available and how we can help them. I think that when you first said I was a little nervous to do online and you found a local person who then couldn't see you because of COVID and then you came to the tummy team, what made you feel like, okay, I could, I'm going to try to do this online, even though I'm a little nervous about doing it online, because you had mentioned also your personality is, um, you're a little bit of a power through overachiever, intense, power through pain, go, go, go kind of guy, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. That's my specialty. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have all those things in myself as well. So I totally connect and relate to that. Um, but what made you feel like, okay, yeah, maybe this this will be okay for me to do online? I think the probably the biggest thing was a reinforcement aspect that was presented um, for the description of your course. Even though I'm telling you about me and being able to power through things, doesn't mean I'm confident that I'm going to be able to do that. That's just a coping way to, to do something. You know, I, I need the pat on the back. Maybe the reason I need factual things is because it's just a way of reinsurance. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling I got when I read the description of your course. And that came true right away as soon as I started the course. Yeah. You, know, you were... Yeah. Not baby steps, but you are getting it down to the essence of what a man would need. Right. We it, it kind of feels like baby steps to some people that are expecting something different. But um, the beginning part, like I said before, the first the first, I don't know, maybe six videos are all education. Um, But that education can be incredibly validating. I think it's not just, it's not just dry, like, you know, PowerPoint presentation. It's really explaining what's going on in your body in a way that you can kind of go, oh, I get it. And now I can invest moving forward because I understand why we're doing those things. And I I remember talking to you and you saying that how helpful that education was for you. Oh, yes, because what you just said, the way you're educating is a form of reassurance. Yeah. And having just finished up the course, you're going over things that we talked about in the very beginning. And it still rang true. You said something about you know, you really have focused mainly on one exercise, different variations, different facets. And at the beginning of doing that exercise, I felt like, oh, shoot, can I do this? You know, it seemed for it's very simple. I don't want to scare anybody away, but I mean, it's the simplest thing. It's just that having not done that for a majority of my life. It's simple, but not easy. Yes. It's a simple thing, but you, so it's really connecting to that internal corset muscle. And like you said, you were very aware because probably in your training, military and and police officer training, 
was a lot of sit-ups and crunches, and yes. you were very aware of your outer abdominal muscles. Yes. Um, when you're twisting oblique muscles, but your internal corset muscle that kind of draws you together, pulls you up, holds all your organs in place so they don't bulge out when you're riding your bike, you know, all of that stuff, that was like this elusive, abstract muscle that you probably thought, I don't even have that muscle. But that's the muscle that we have to find and activate and then retrain your body to use all day long. And it's not a crunch that does that. No, no. A crunch would be so much simpler. Uh, (laughs) And ineffective. Yes. I can feel this because I've already transitioned into doing more of what I would call heavier exercises, which is appropriate. And I got your okay to do that. And I am learning again. You know, one of the things at the very end of the course, I don't want to be out of order for anyone listening who's anticipating taking this. But you talked about ways of smaller breaths, re-engage, smaller breaths, re-engage. So I'm trying to do things like deadlifts and squats. And I'm finding the breathing part is uh, a challenge for me. Not unexpected because I'm not used to doing it that way. But on the other hand, I'm noticing, well, this exercise is in some ways easier for me to do than it used to be because I'm utilizing things in a different way. Using the one of the things I say is like, we want you to use the right muscles, you know, for the right reasons to get the right results, you know, and, and you were somebody that was doing a lot of exercise, um, and has tried a lot of things over the years. And, um, you know, we, it, it can be so disheartening to be putting in so much effort and, and not, feel like you're getting the results that you feel like you should. And I can't even tell you how many people can resonate to that statement, right? We're trying so hard um, with the right intentions, um, but just just missing a a key component that would change everything. And then, so, so as you started to kind of grasp that, like, oh, this is the muscle, like at the beginning when we're just doing those breathing exercises and the transverse activation and we're looking at your posture and your alignment, there's a lot of aha moments of like, oh, I can see how I wasn't doing this. And could you start seeing the big picture or did it take you a while to kind of put the pieces together to see the big picture? No, I could see the big picture. And I think what was happening for me was I was constantly being aware of what I wasn't doing during everyday activities, let alone exercise. And that that continues. I, I think, Kelly, I should mention one of the probably the more important things, and I haven't even told you this. I got to the point where not being able to do exercise was clouding everything that I was doing. How do I just do things without being hurt or injured. And you don't state this often enough as well. I I would imagine, especially the age group for men that comes to you, they're going to have injuries one way or the other. Being able to activate the transverse is going to affect all kinds of things in a guy's life. 
you know, I wanted to do it because I wasn't able to do the exercise that I used to be able to do. And it wasn't all just because of a, a weak core area, but I would imagine that led to a lot of the exercises that injured me over all these years. So it got to what can I do just to be able to exercise? But I'm thinking there's a lot of guys out there who are going to say, what can I do so I just don't hurt in my everyday life? Yeah, that's so and true. Starting, starting with your core, I would guess that's the only place you can start. Right. It, it's it's remarkable how many things are connected um, that people don't kind of understand. It's like the glue that holds the rest of your body stable so that your arms and legs can move. And and even though this this course deals with diastasis recti rehab, um, it's functional core core rehab. And what we mean by that is we're looking at how your whole body functions, starting with the core stability first. So in the course, we go over, you know, hips and pelvic alignment and upper back and arms, and we get you back into exercising, whatever level of exercising you did. Um, but also, like you said, sometimes people have just given up on exercising because they can't even just get through their day without pain or without, you know, just little things around the house could put their back out. And, and they maybe try to exercise because in the past, you know, they know they need strength and in the past exercise made them feel better, but now they don't even have the foundation to put exercise in. And, and so we do, we see kind of these two groups of men, men that were, are very physically active that, can't do what they were doing or start seeing that this alien come out of their tummy when they're doing stuff and something's wrong or they keep injuring themselves. And then we have this other set that are fairly sedentary that used to work out, but that's so so far in the past because now they're so disconnected from their core and so weak that they don't even know where to begin. So we kind of have those two groups and Somehow, I address both groups at the same time in the course, right? Because I do take everybody back to ground zero and start at the beginning. Because even those men that are very physically active and physically fit are often missing the the key component that these sedentary gentlemen are missing as well. They're you're missing the same thing, and and so we have to go back to the drawing board and kind of rebuild from the from the internal component out. Guys, if it hasn't happened, watch out. It could be (laughs) coming, especially as you get older. And like you say, one way that guys have uh, responded is by giving up, not not doing anything and saying, this is just the way it is. Power through, power through and hurt themselves worse. Or they give up and they surrender and then they're, it's a, it's depressing on both sides. Those are not two options that I want to be the only option. Instead, I want you to be educated and informed and then really aware of your body and then have the tools and resources to kind of be able to move forward and set goals. I mean, we've gotten people back to surfing every day. I've gotten people back to to doing, you know, martial arts, doing a lot of pretty rigorous stuff, heavy weight training. Um, but we have playing golf regularly, playing tennis regularly, swimmers, because um, I'm a swimmer. So I, I get a, I, I'm a magnet to other swimmers. Um So, you know, you can get back there, but there is a process to get you there. And 
Um, and it's, it's doable. Like it's a six week program. It's not like you're, you're yeah. putting your life on hold forever. I think that's another key thing. I didn't believe that it could be a six week program. That was uh, very, very attractive to me. And I was struggling with some exercise and I needed some surgery on my hands. And I decided, okay, in my downtime, wouldn't this be a good idea to finally do this? You know, I won't have any excuses, but I went in thinking, well, I won't be able to do any other exercise anyway while I'm going through your program, which is not true. And I was very, very elated. I forget where it was in the program or maybe when we did an e-session, but about halfway through, I started learning that, wait a minute, yeah, I'll be able to exercise. I'll be able to exercise even sooner than I anticipated. Not only any kind of exercise, but I mean what I used to do. Yeah. And I am doing that already. And how's it feel? Well, I'm just thrilled to be able, one, to exercise. And it's like I was afraid. I was afraid that, you know, am I going to hurt again or am I going to get hurt, which has not happened. I'm actually feeling better. I'm doing, I'm doing squats and deadlifts, things like that. And it feels different than it ever has in the past. It feels better. I, I mean. Those are things that a lot of guys would say, you know, be careful of your back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or your hips. Mm -hmm. And of anything, I feel much more stable and control. Now, I must say, I am still learning how to use my transverse. So that's the only thing. But otherwise, I'm doing better than I used to. Yeah, you, I, you do have to slow down. You know, I, I tell people like most most men have played some kind of sport, you know, and I say, you know, if, if you had a coach come in and start changing your baseball swing, yeah. you have to think about it. You know, you yeah. can't just go back to your muscle memory where you're dropping your elbow, you know, or whatever it is. I'm not a baseball player, but um, <laughs> but, you know, like it or your golf swing or, you know, your jump shot. You know, if you're changing something, you it has to be very cognitive at first. You know, it's all in your brain. You have to think, think, think. And then it becomes like in that kind of trial and error. Oh, up, down. No, oh, no. Breathe here. Yes. No, oh, breathe there. And then it becomes a muscle memory thing. And, but then as soon as you change any factor, like you turn your foot a different way, you got to go back to your head and then go to the, you know, this is, it's, it's motor learning at its core, like how our body learns uh, a new physical thing, but you do get to the point that certain things are muscle memory. You probably have muscle memory for things now that we started at the beginning of the course that you probably at the beginning of the course made you feel like your brain was going to explode to do this thing. And now you probably do it without even thinking about it. Like some of the postural stuff, how you sit in the car, how you, you how you're sitting right now. Right. People can't see this, but realize that I'm uh, have a big smile on my face because it's all true. And by the numbers, uh, I was doing some deadlift exercise just two days ago, and I'm 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 thinking about it. You know, with each rep, I'm I'm thinking about it, and then I realized I did some reps where I didn't think about it. And I said, "Oh, well, that was good." And I go back and, "Well, did I do what I was supposed to when I wasn't thinking about it?" And he goes, "Well, I guess I I did, and sometimes I may not, but right. yeah, that's exactly the way it's happened for me." Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
with that information, what should be encouraging to people is that um, if you have something that you really love to do, that you're really passionate about doing, there's usually a way that we can get you to do that thing. Um, and I want it to be something that is not a compromise. I love to do it and I'm worth hurting myself to do it. Well, eventually you're going to hurt yourself so much that you can't do the thing you love to do. And um, we don't want you to get there. Like there's a better way. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of times people come in and start looking at our core foundations for men course, because something is wrong. Like their belly, something is wrong. Their back is going out. They've got a diastasis. There's something wrong. But what in the beginning, we do a lot of inventories where you start realizing, oh, there were a lot more things wrong than I was letting myself pay attention to, which is, which is a hard, a hard pill to swallow at the beginning. But we have to be honest about what's really going on to make a difference. But then, so, so in your course specifically, you, at, at the beginning, I have you do this honest self-assessment, right? I give you some handouts and kind of go through all of these different things. And then about halfway, I have you do it again. And then at the end, I have you do it again. And um, what did you notice in that process? Maybe what did you notice at the beginning that you weren't expecting? And what, how did you feel at the end? I think it's, I discovered what I I knew, but I was ignoring. Mm, yeah. And that just came uh, to the forefront on the last couple of days, because at the end, there's a, a final assessment. There's a final assessment along with uh, going through what you describe as a toolbox, primarily of stretches. And you admit to these are more stretches than you ever would need, but they are specific for certain areas and you need to discover what that area might be, which I discovered. And it's my, my uh, mid back. Uh, You'll ask in the assessment process in your everyday life, where are you discovering that? And, And this goes to discovering your, your posture when you are engaged, where do you start getting tired or feeling a weakness. And I I know, say I'm at a, an event or something or someplace where there's benches, yeah, I'll, I'll be with a straighter back and lifting myself up for a little while. And then I'm going to be coming over and over because you know, I'm taking the pressure off my back. And where do I go? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm crunching on my, my stomach area. Mm-hmm. And I'm essentially weakening it. You know, right. And I'm sure, and I've done that for how many years? Uh, so, I mean, that is something that opened my eyes even more. And I, I said, I just have been ignoring it. I kind of knew it was there, and now I know if I get that better, either by stretching or just positionally, everything else is easier. Yeah. That initial awareness where I really kind of delve into a lot of stuff that you didn't know we were going to talk about. Um, But it is good for you to recognize that all those pieces are connected. Um, And it also, as we go through and you do inventories later on, you start realizing, oh, all these things are improved. Like this is improved. This is improved. And even though it is a six week program, we don't expect all your problems to be solved in six weeks by any means. But we do give you tools 
to move forward beyond that. This is kind of your foundation and it's a launching pad into whatever you need to do with these tools to kind of accompany you. But usually at the end of six weeks, people have a significant change in how their body is feeling and functioning and they have a a plan for moving forward. All true. And let me go back to one of the questions you asked me at the beginning about how I came to your course. Mm. That was the other thing was it was six weeks. And you do mention that this is like a stepping off point for you where, you know, you can wean off the tummy team if you, if you want and continue on the other course. <laughs> I, I don't know. Was it a year, two years? I, it was, it was long. The other mm. options out there were long. And that again was kind of intimidating. I, I I didn't want to do that forever and ever. I I just want to go and get to my exercise. Right. Right. And and there's there's like um there's a rehab stage, there's a lifestyle stage, and mm-hmm. there's a fitness stage um in our process. So rehab <laughs> is that initial kind of really intense balancing out stuff, identifying what's going on and getting these muscles stronger, these muscles releasing kind of that, that component. And you can do that at a certain level of intensity for a while, but even in our initial intense rehab stage, we have lifestyle components put in there. We want you to be implementing this into how you sit and how you stand and how you use the bathroom and how you walk your dog and how you, you know, unload the dishwasher, whatever it is you're doing. Right. And then, and then the lifestyle phase is where most people are going to live most of their time. And you might take, you know, at the end of your course, it's almost all lifestyle. Yes. And then you might have a little rehab that you still kind of use periodically based on what your ongoing imbalances and needs are. But then fitness is a challenge that is intermittent. You know, our world shouldn't revolve around fitness. Fitness should be kind of like that vitamin supplement for what's missing in our daily life. You know, like it's, it's not a meal replacement, but it's a vitamin supplement. It's, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't move enough. So I need my heart rate to get up. So I'm going to do a little bit of cardio or I, um, you know, I need to do some weight training or I need to strengthen my back because I sit a lot, you know, whatever it is. But lifestyle is going to be the biggest component for everybody. So we want people to not feel like they're living in the rehab stage forever or just going from rehab straight to fitness and missing this huge component, which is what we do every day, all day. And that's how our body was designed was for the lifestyle component. So that's, I think, how we can do a six-week program because we build it into your lifestyle. And even though the six-week instruction part is over your lifestyle is going to carry you through and when you have stuff that you you need to tweak you can go into the rehab you know toolbox and as you want to build strength you go into your fitness toolbox but most of your most of the stuff we implement is in that everyday life and I think that that's how um, our course is so effective at you know being kind of a shorter time Right. And, and all all that is true. I, I don't want people to be intimidated by you describing the rehab process. Because why don't you tell the other guys out there who might be listening to this how much time during the day is involved with the rehab exercises? Uh, I would say if you added it all up, it'd be less than 
I don't know, less than 15 minutes, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't even do it at 15 minutes all at once. You kind of. No. Throughout the day. no. <laughs> yeah. I think that's not emphasized enough. And I actually didn't know that going in and, and then starting the very first episode or the first uh, week of the course, it's like, well, is that all there is? <laughs> but at the same time, well, it's not necessarily easy for me because of the uh, awareness that I didn't have on how the transverse connects to everything. And it's like, I think I might have even told you one time, you know how you're supposed to, what's that old thing where you're going to rub your tummy and your head at the same time? Uh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it felt like something like that. I just felt like disconnected or something had not been turned on like it's supposed to be. Right. Very disconnected. Yeah. And and we say this a lot, that it's simpler than people think, but it's, that doesn't mean it's easy. And this is also one of the reasons that we limit your ability to progress forward in the course until you've done a full week where we, we put you. Because people could easily watch the videos and go, that's it. I'm ready to move on to the next week. Yeah. But if they, you don't implement it, then actually you're not ready to work, move on to the next week. Implementing it, watching one video is different than implementing it throughout the week. Um, and so we kind of force you to do that. Just like if you were seeing us in the clinic, you would see me one week, I'd give you something. And you see me the next week, I'd give you the next thing. And you couldn't jump ahead because rehab requires an investment of time to build up for your body to be able to do the next layer of challenges or, you know, whatever it is that we're doing in the next thing. Um, Ask me if I would have uh, peeked ahead if they were available. Would you? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny when we first started doing our courses this way, um, it was the biggest, the biggest complaint from people initially. They're like, why can't I just, go ahead. Um, and then at, it's also the biggest thing they think before later. Thank you for not for letting me go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for kind of guiding me step by step through the process. The other thing that people would complain about was that it's a limited timeline. Like, you know, why can't I just do it whenever I want? Well, that's not how rehab works. You can't do an exercise one week and then check back in three months later and do the next exercise and think that you're going to make progress. You're not. So the accountability of that timeline is how your body will rehab most effectively. And our goals for you are for you to have a, you know, to actually be successful. And, um, you know, we kind of set up a strategy to force you to be successful, you know, by doing those things. Yeah. Trust me, it works. I mean, you read the, the male mind very well. <laughs> well, I'm married to a man that that <laughs> helps. <laughs> and I've worked with a bunch of men in my clinic and I get it. Like I, I see what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, and I try to help you guys be successful. So um, what is, you know, this is a tricky question. Um, but I ask most of my clients this, what is something that you learned now that you either wish you had known earlier in like your life or wish, you know, that you want your son to know, you know, something that you um, now realize, oh, if I had known this, it would have kind of changed all of these other factors. I think we've talked about powering through 
a mentality that I think um, is pervasive with males growing up. Even even today, it's still the same way. Mm-hmm. You're a guy, just get through this. And having that drum through in the military or in, in law enforcement, a lot of that still holds true. To be more accepting, especially at a, a younger age, of things that we think are too simple, they may not be, and, and I'm specifically talking about the, the transverse and our and our core. I mean, we all learn to do sit-ups. We're tested in schools for fitness by sit-ups. What if we switched that around and learned about, are you engaging your transverse or not? Let, let's see what we can do, class. Let's see who can do this. And let's right. let's progress over that. I mean, I'd rather that be strong and secure than, you know, being able to do a sit-up. Yeah, know? and it's it's kind of uh, functional core weakness is pretty epidemic in our culture. Um, and the more reliant we are on technology, um, the more prevalent it is. And so... Um, yeah, I think that understanding understanding that it's not what we think it is, but also that power through um, that that's I think that's also it, it's definitely I see it a lot of men, but I see it in a lot of women too. I think it's an American oh, thing. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's a you know, and maybe it's not just America, but um, I think it's definitely that just keep pushing forward and. Um, you know, if if nothing else, this pandemic has forced everybody to slow down, you know, to slow down and kind of take inventory. Maybe we don't like what we're taking inventory of, but we've kind of been forced to slow down. And I think it's OK for us to slow down and kind of connect, become aware. One of the things you said before we started this podcast is you're like, I am so aware <laughs> right now and hopefully in a good way not in an obsessive compulsive way but like it's okay to be connected and aware of what's going on within your own body and then address it and not ignore it I think that's really important I think I'm most aware of when I'm not connected now oh good yes Good. Because in the beginning, in the beginning, you're aware every time you do connect, right? And now your connection is becoming more of your default. So you're aware of when you're not connected. Do you see how constantly I'm I'm constantly moving um, and changing my posture and then oh, wait a minute. Am I there? No, okay, let's redo that. It's also goes to um, splinting, and I don't know if this is out of order here or not. Re, you want to guess where I'm at with splinting? I, we talked about this a little bit before, but it's like it's hard to get rid of it. Mm, yeah, because it becomes a really good feedback tool, right? And yes, yeah, exactly. But, the awareness increased for me. Yes, but you know what? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna remember saying that, and you're gonna once you do wean from it. You'll have these moments. Everybody goes through this. You'll have these moments where you maybe had a day where you didn't feel so great. And you're like, I'm just going to put my splint back on because I remember, I remember when my splint was on, life was good. And you'll put your splint on and you'll make it 45 minutes and you'll say, this splint is driving me crazy. I don't need this splint. I just need to stand up right. You know, like you'll, you'll start to realize that 
you don't actually want the splint once you get past that point. But I remember that point of, of weaning from it and, and loving that reminder and loving that reinforcement um, and that feedback that it gives you. But you will get to the other side of it and you'll say, oh, I don't, I don't want to put this on. Well, it's funny, Kelly, because in the beginning, it's very awkward. It's yeah, like, oh, gee, no, no. And I know other programs want people to wear the splints 24-7 for, uh, you know, for months. And you do not do that. No, no. And thank goodness you, you don't. And We talk about why. We talk about why we do it the way we do it. And I think people, you know, kind of get to understand it and see. So it is possible, and I have been weaning off of it. <laughs> and I even I did sleep with it early on. I, I did. And then I thought I with my splint when I first had it, I loved it. And I didn't, I found out I didn't need to sleep with it. Right. You know, especially because, you know, you're not necessarily engaging your transverse when you're sleeping anyway. Right. So I felt safe not doing that. And then you're encouraging people to start to wean off of it and you give them approximately how many hours you might try and that sort of thing, or a percentage of during your day. And it's like, Oh, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And then slowly but surely, again, you were right. Um, I think if I could tell everybody, and again, I'm not paid for this. <laughs> trust Kelly. She gets it. Uh, yeah. If you're having questions in your mind, just wait till the next episode, the next course. Uh, you're going to get it. Yeah, you say that a lot. You'll like, I had all these questions. I was going to do a session or email you. And then I watched the next set of videos. And it's like, you read my mind. And you answered all my questions. All true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All true. And I say a lot through the process to, to trust the process. You know, it is scary. It is, you know, we're a lot of us are desperate. A lot of us are so eager to feel better or are feeling better and don't want to feel bad again. Mm -hmm. um, but but this. Wearing the splint for too long is just as detrimental as not wearing a splint in the beginning. So it, it you know, it's it's a tool. It's you know, but you don't want to be on crutches forever, right? You wanna you wanna be able to walk without crutches. Um, <laughs> so you'll get there. You'll get there. And you know, at this point when we're recording this, oh, that's good, Jay. At this point when we're recording this. You just have finished your, your course. So you're just in that transition out of your course into back into kind of what your lifestyle is going to look like. What, you know, what components of the rehab are you continuing to carry with you and, and how you're progressing fitness? So, I mean, there's still, there's still more, um, progress for you to make, even though your, your videos are done, it's going to continue and it, you'll be surprised at how this builds on itself with all these other things that you're going to be doing in your life again you're right on because it's the lifestyle things that i see more than anything else right now right uh, bending over and picking something up uh you know just everyday life how i would carry something if i pick it up and move it somewhere you know it's very very simple but if you haven't done it before right and then think about how all those pieces add up, right? And oh yes. And then it's like even though yes, I only give you a couple minutes of stuff to do, I'm I'm infiltrating your life. 
And so <laughs> it kind of becomes because that's really what your core does. Your core is involved in every aspect of your upright life. And so if you're upright and you're moving around, your core is doing something and you want it to do what you want it to do, what you want it to do, not another strategy. And so if you can start building that in, it, it becomes a lifestyle that makes you strong for all the little things that you do. And that's ultimately, no matter what people say when they, when they are first starting our course, ultimately what everybody is looking for is that feeling of strong, safe, solid, confident movement that they can do whatever that looks like. That's what everybody, that's the elusive thing that we're all grasping for. And so that's what you're actually going to get at the end of the course. My definition of the core is totally different now. And if people don't understand what I mean is I'm, I'm very strong, if you will, in my abs. And if you wanted me to do a plank, even though I haven't done it for a while, I'd be great at the plank. And if you were to look and see what's activating during my plank, it's not the same as what we just went through in the course. Right. Not at all. In fact, I should go and play again with a, a plank, only it would be entirely different how I would approach it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we do. We kind of transition you kind of at an angle and kind of gradually down if that's a goal for you. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been super fun. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we um, wrap it up? It's been a great conversation and I love kind of just, you know, hearing how you process through everything and kind of how you've been doing. So anything else you'd like to share with people? One, that I can't thank you enough. And Aww. two, for guys to not be afraid to do this and what you'll gain out of it will uh, positively affect you for the rest of your life. Oh, thanks. I love that. That's our goal. You know, our goal is to give you guys really valuable information that's going to make you strong for the life you were meant to live. That's our little tagline, right? All right. Well, thank you, Dan. It's been a great conversation. And I, um, I think that a lot of men and women are going to resonate with your story because it, it is, it's just, you know, we, we're more alike than we are different. We all struggle with the same kind of mental blocks and the same, you know, power through mentality and um, how we think we need to do something and our fears and, you know, and, we're all in this together, really. And so if we can learn from each other, I think that's always a great thing. So I appreciate you taking the time to share your journey and your story with us. And I hope you keep in touch with me and continue to tell me how you're doing, because it's really fun for me to see that progress down the line. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you are doing well wherever you are, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support. 